It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Why did the Cowboys struggle to run the ball so well or so poorly against the Titans in Week 17? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. With promo code locked on, that is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, Landon, we are going to be talking about the Cowboys later on in t- today's podcast. Um, but that feels pretty irrelevant right now with yeah. the, the situation that's going on with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh... We are all football fans. Obviously, that's why we have this podcast. We watch a ton of football. We watch a ton of NFL and college football. I, I like to watch high school football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what happened on the field uh, last night is a huge wake-up call and incredibly scary for, for all of us that enjoy the sport. You know, I mean, we, we talk about it, um, you know, in different venues, how uh, it's a violent and uh, terrible uh, uh, uh you know, injury causing sport that, that we like, we love the violence. Violence is part of the sport. Um, I don't think anybody wants to see anything like this ever happen. And um, obviously, and it was uh, uh, tragic to listen to hear. It was tragic to see the players reaction. It was tragic mm-hmm. to see our own reaction to everything that happened. So, I mean, at the very minimum, obviously it's tough to talk football when this is going on. Uh, and obviously I, I mean, I think I can speak for both of us that, you know, our hearts and thoughts go out to the, uh, the Hamlin family and, and yeah. hope that everything obviously turns out for the very, very best for him. And, and, and he pulls through and comes out of this. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in any sport that I've ever watched. Um, and I, we'll, we're going to talk about Cowboys, I promise, but it's just, yes, it sucks that we have to do this today. Um, yeah, yeah, I, because the only thing that I, I think everybody's thinking about is is Demar Hamlin okay? It, it, who cares about the game last night? Who cares how it impacts the playoffs and what the NFL does with the schedule or your yeah. fantasy teams? Nobody could care about that. We just we want Hamlin to to be healthy, to be safe. Um, that's all I guess that really matters right now. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really terrible because. You know these these guys are human beings, and we we talk about them all the time. You know we we comment on their performance like they, uh, you know, are uh, cogs in a machine at times. But these are all human beings that have families, that have loved ones, that you know, 
life and death should not be coming into into this equation for, for a yeah. game. And um, it's when it does, it, it it really puts things into kind of a sad perspective. So it, yeah, it, it's uh, you please uh, you know excuse us if it's a mm-hmm. little bit of a down show, but this is obviously weighing heavily on both. Of us. I, I will say one of the good things that came out of last night is you can see how much of the NFL's family and how the yeah. football fans kind of take care of each other. I saw DeMar Hamlin's um, charity. Uh, I, I'm blanking on the name right now. It's a toy drive. Yeah. Um, as of this afternoon, when we're recording the show, $4 million have been donated to that. The goal was $2,500 going into last night's game, and they're at $4 million. Um, and just the way that everybody from the NFL has come to support uh, DeMar Hamlin and the Bills is it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, you know I think the I'm just trying to was look it up for it. It's called the D- D- Demar Hamlin Toy Drive, and it's on GoFundMe. So if you guys get a chance, maybe go check that out. Um, you know, it's I think I think all of us are kind of reaching for something that we can do. Uh, you know, it's feel it's a very helpless feeling, and I, I know that his teammates must have been feeling that too, to just be on the sideline watching him struggle to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just a hopeless and, and helpless feeling. So uh, I know that if people are trying to look for something positive to do to kind of you know be proactive and help where you can, I know the Hamlin family would certainly appreciate a, a donation to that toy drive yeah, fund. I saw like Andy Dalton donated, uh, you know, to to the Hamlin fund, and that's it's cool because if you remember correctly, yeah. a few years ago. Uh, the Bengals allowed the Bills. They, they beat the Ravens in a Week 17 game, and it allowed uh, the Bills get to get to the playoffs. And the Bills Mafia and their fans ended up donating like a million dollars to one of Andy Dalton's uh, charities. So that's right. Uh, in, in that way, the NFL community is really good, and this shows you, like, listen. As much as we sometimes don't like other fan bases or don't no. like our team, but still, it's a big community, and it's. This is this is partly why we love the NFL so yeah. much is because we all have one common thing that we're coming together to watch and uh, it's just it's pretty cool. Yeah, and this is this is obviously I mean to kind of just sum this up. I mean, it's it's a it, it's it's a tragedy for his family and it's a tragedy for all of us, right? It's a certain amount mm-hmm. of innocence lost you know, seeing a game that we love kind of produce uh, such a terrible result like yep. this. Uh, it's it's heart wrenching. All right, so we're we're going to transition over to talking about the Cowboys, and I know this is awkward, and I know it's weird, but uh, we know that you want to listen to some Cowboy content. We want to provide that for you. Um, but before we do that, we need to, to tell you about one of our sponsors, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and they score more or less than the Prize Pick projection. You can win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lynn, let's um, transition over to the Cowboys-Titans game. We've had some time now to, to watch the All-22 film. Uh, our first question for you is, why did the offensive line struggle so much in the run game uh, on Thursday? Well, it feels like just based on what I saw that there was a ton of of line movement that was going on with with Tennessee. It felt like they were doing using a lot of slants, um, and there were just several different points when it felt like um, you know they got a really uh, fort, fortuitous call on on the kind of the slants that they were running versus the offensive run scheme that was being you know deployed. It just felt like there were two or three different times when uh, you would watch. Uh, on the end zone copy where uh, you saw defensive tackles and defensive ends kind of backdooring on wide zone, which means mm-hmm. that they would go in the back gap of the, the backside gap uh, and then pursue that way. Uh, you know, despite the fact that this was, you know, they didn't have Simmons, they didn't have a couple of their other guys in there. Ah, true, uh, Bud Dupree. Yep. Yeah, the young guys that were in there playing, they really played their tail off. Um, you know, a, a couple of their defensive tackles are still really good players, um, and I, I think that it was a combination of just a uh, a young. Uh, you know, ready to prove themselves kind of group of folks that were in the game and a, a good defensive scheme uh, that, that, like I said, there were just a couple of, a couple of, of snaps where they made really good calls and uh, versus what, what we were running. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that's just luck, right? You, you call a, a slant to the backside, they run a wide zone, you get two or three guys in the backfield. So yeah. I, I also think that think was part of that it. Was definitely was... part of it. Tennessee kind of knew that Dallas was going to be a little bit more conservative in yep. this game. Dallas yep. ran a lot on first down. And um, they did, they weren't really even pretending like they weren't, you know, like it just felt like they were very straightforward. Hey, we're going to run it. We're going to run it. And then we're going to throw it or we're going to run it and throw it. You know, it's, it's, they, they really were trying to get out of the game. It felt like for a good portion of the game. Yeah. And not having Tony Pollard just takes the explosive part of the game out, like from the backfield. So, I don't think Tennessee was worried about the Cowboys swinging the ball to the flat and Malik Davis or Zeke making them pay or anything like that. So they could really, you know, key in on some of the inside runs. And we should expect that from a Mike Vrabel team. Like their team is very well coached and they're very physical. We we talked about that pregame. So like that shouldn't be all that surprising. That's a good. It's a good run defense. I mean, you know, even without their starters in there, they they defend the run extremely well. So, uh, you know, like I said, like you mentioned, the Cowboys didn't do a ton to try to like, you know, uh, confuse or mix up Tennessee. They weren't looking to throw out a bunch of uh, of their tricks. You know, because seemed like a very vanilla game plan. Yeah, and, and and which makes sense. You know, we're we're at the second to last week of the season. You're you don't want to give show too much. Uh, you you want to get in get in and out with the win, but you don't want to do it at the expense of kind of throw, throwing out your good, your best stuff, especially against a team that you should be able to beat. And they did beat. 
you know, by multiple touchdowns because uh, uh, they have their backups in. So uh, it wasn't always pretty. And, and that's the reality of the NFL is, is that parity is such that even against your backups, sometimes, you know, running the football is, can be difficult. Uh, but I think it was also, like I mentioned, it was uh, made uh, – the kind of effort was forced multiplied by the fact that the Tennessee got really lucky on a couple of their calls against uh, some of our wide zone. And the Cowboys weren't doing a ton to kind of dress it up and, 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 and were kind of giving them very easy looks. How did you think Tyler, uh, excuse me, Tyron Smith played at right tackle in this game? I think he's playing better football. Uh, I think uh, the run game is still, I mean, I, I don't know that he's ever going to be uh, the run blocker that uh, Terrence Steele was uh, on no, the right side. Which you is know? So, wild. Like, yeah. What if I would have told you that two years ago? Hey, Terrence Steele is just going to be a bet. This, uh, you know, coming from the Big 12 where you never take a run blocking snap, he's going to be better than a Hall of Fame left tackle in the run. Well, I mean, you could have just told me specifically, what if I had told you that Terrence Steele would be a better run blocker than Tyron Smith uh, at any point in his career? Or that I, he's just I a would've... better player than Tyron right now. You know, so I, I think that, um, you know, he, Tyron's still kind of figuring it out on the right side a little bit. It's still, uh, you know, foot footwork and stuff are still kind of things he's working on, but he's, he's, I think he's doing a good job there. I think he's, I think he's obviously showed a lot more improvement from the previous week playing yeah. on the right side. He's definitely looks more comfortable. We, we should also mention like, not only is he playing a new position, relatively new position for him, but like, he's also trying to get into shape. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he didn't have any preseason. Even what did he have two weeks to practice before he was inserted in the lineup? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. So, and I then mean, he, he played 80 snaps against the Titans. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he's a freak. I mean, certainly they could not have asked for a better situation after Terrence Steele went down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's worked out really well. Uh, honestly, I think of those offensive linemen that kind of moved around a little bit, it was Tyler Smith that probably had the most issues in the game at different points. As far as the guys that were moving around a little bit, I think McGovern was okay for the most part. You know, I think part of the issue that everybody was having was footing. I think footing was a major issue. Uh, we could definitely talk about that in other aspects, but I know that McGovern was, you know, it just felt like, like two or three times I saw him basically do the splits at, at, you know. Let me ask you this now. What do you do in week 18 in, in the playoffs? Let's assume that Tyler Biotis, who's definitely not playing this week, let's say he's yeah. not playing in round one of the playoffs. Do you put Jason Peters at left tackle, Tyler Smith at left guard, or do you think about potentially playing Matt Farniak at left guard, who was just activated off the injured reserve list this week? I think it's hard to try to put Farniak in there like this quickly. You know, I mean, he's he's seen some some time on the field. Obviously, he's gotten some regular NFL uh, regular season snaps. I just think that you know, trying to rush him back after what was kind of a long term injury in this in season, trying to get him out there and think that he's going to be better. It's going to be a better situation uh, than. Peters necessarily you're talking about in replacing him at left guard and then kicking Tyler Smith back out to left tackle yeah, and basically making Jason Peters your swing tackle again yeah I mean I think it, it might be worth examining I don't know if it's something that you can well maybe maybe you do maybe you do it this week because it's it's kind of uh who knows what's going on this week and then see how he does and I, I and then maybe you make a decision there um I think that they need to focus on trying to get Biotish back out there and then put McGovern at left guard when they can. But I, I, I think 
trying to figure out uh, exactly what's what's going to happen. You know, as yep. far as the interior three, uh, that may be something that they need to try to figure out. You know, during the game or or during this week of practice. Um, just to go back to the the Demar Hamlin thing really quickly. I I don't know what they're going to do this week, honestly. Like I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a chance. My gut tells me that the NFL is not going to play this weekend. Honestly, mm. I don't mm. think there's going to be games. And I wonder if, I wonder if they just move everything back a week and get rid of the week, the two weeks before the Super Bowl. And because I don't know, are players going to be able to play this week? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a fair question. You know, I, I know that I've seen several different uh, tweets already talking about how coaches are floating that situation because several players just said, you know, and it, it, maybe if that's go the back. Ca- and maybe if that's the case, you know, and you do have an extra week off, maybe, maybe Tyler Biotis should be ready. I don't know. I don't even want to really think about that part of it, but it's possible, I guess it's, it's just going to be weird to see what Dallas does in the offensive line this week, considering you could have a new, unit starting in the playoffs do you mess with it do you do you just do you want jason peters playing 65 snaps on a bad field you know i'm a little concerned about that i mean just having watched him a little bit in this game like it didn't feel like he was going to be able to maintain for a whole game safely you know so i i have concerns about his ability to to play an entire game at left tackle at a high level you know yeah so it'll be interesting to see how what they do. I, I, I'm trying to even think of potential guys that they could play at left guard this week, like Avante I, Collins, maybe or something like that. I mean, maybe. I mean, they just don't really have the guys on the active roster right now to do that. Like they'd have to probably pull somebody up off the practice squad and do that. But I don't know if you want to mess with that in week 18 either. So. um it's a fluid situation on the offensive line for the Cowboys. Something that maybe we'll find out as the week goes. Um, what yeah, they're planning yeah. to do with that. My my guess is that they. I I I've got some concerns about Jason Peters playing a full game at left tackle. But if they need him for 25, 30, 40 snaps, I think they could do that. But I I gotta believe that they want him to be the swing tackle in the playoff game. Yeah, I mean that's that seems. That seems obvious. Yeah, that I agree with that completely. I, I think the concern you have is that, you know, it's both of those things, right? You want him to be available as a swing tackle, but then on top of that, you also don't necessarily want to overexpose him in the game during regular – like during a, a playoff game. Like that's why I almost feel like maybe you just try to get through this game and then you just revert back to everything else the yep. following week if Biotis comes back. But I, I, I definitely agree, like – the fact that they're playing on Washington's field definitely complicates things. Yeah, that's why I wonder if you you see somebody like, uh, what's the center that they have? Is it George Moore uh, or w- one of those guys that they keep bringing up every single week? If they just don't play one of those guys at center this week um, and let Connor McGovern play left guard and then hopefully have Tyler Biotish back for the, the playoff game. I, I, I wonder if that's the direction they'll ultimately go to. I mean, it's a rough week to not play, you know, to play a, a, a nobody as your interior three with, with, uh, with I know. playing the Washington defense, you know, I get it. Um, um, all right, let's but, let, yeah, it's tough to let, say. 
it's tough to say. Well, I think we'll maybe get some more news later in the week. Uh, let's talk about the, the, the defense a little bit in this game. But before we do that, we want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball in the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and we know that you do because you're listening to one right now, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about the defense in this game. Um, what were some of your biggest takeaways after watching the L22? Well, I think the, the first thing, I don't know why this kind of keeps uh, popping into my head, is, is, you know, thank goodness for Carlos Watkins. Yeah, I <laughs> like, I, I just think that... Uh, you know, since since Hankins has gone down, the the defensive tackle situation has been scary a little bit because you've just seen that Gallimore just cannot hold up under double teams. You know, that certainly isn't uh, Odigizua's uh, game necessarily, mm-hmm. though. Odigizua is providing really good pass rush, and you know, Odigizua is helping in the run game as a penetrator as well. I mean, he he's he's not. And even when he's being double teamed, it's not nearly like on skates like you see with Gallimore. because he, he just needs somebody like. Hankins or Watkins yeah. next to him. Yeah. Or in Bohana, I think Bohana gave you some good snaps too, but I just, I just wanted to mention Watkins up front because he's just a guy that's not going to get a bunch of pub and he's playing incredibly good, valuable football for this team. So I, I he stuck out to me as again, having another great game. Obviously Demarcus Lawrence had an incredible <laughs> game. I'm um, just awesome. absolutely one of his best games. I've seen him play uh, dominant, dominant, dominant early in the game. Um, I think that, you know, you saw uh, some pretty good coverage on the outside between Bland and Diggs. Um, You saw a bunch of targets uh, going to Nishan Wright's way. I thought he had some mixed results, you know, Um, but I think he's taking, but I think he's taking steps, you know, I mean, look, we hadn't really seen a team fully go after Nishan Wright like that yet. And, you know, it was not Bad, not great, not good. You know, I mean, it's about what you expect. So um, I have some confidence there. I think he's going to continue to get better there. Um, and and hopefully they'll, you know, I think depending on who they're playing in the playoffs, he might have some better matchups. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I think that that's, that's where my concerns are right now is, is seeing exactly how the third corner spot kind of continues to develop yeah. there. Uh, I'll give you a, a player that stood out to me in a positive way and then one stood out in a negative way. Damone Clark, I thought this was his best man. Game that he best game, had. without a um, doubt. Yeah, I thought he flies to the football and he doesn't miss tackles. That's a pretty good job description if you're a linebacker. Like, get to the football, make tackles. If you can do that, you're going to have a long career. Um, I'm excited about the the possibility of him and Leighton Vander Esch playing yeah. together in the playoffs. Like against Tampa, that wants to throw the ball quickly. You got to 
they're going to complete like if they play Tampa in the first round of the playoffs, they're going to complete a bunch of short passes. It's okay as long as you can get to the ball and make tackles. Damone Clark, I think, helps you quite a bit compared to what they had in week one when it was Van Der Esch and Anthony Barr playing or whoever else they had out there. Like, Damone Clark played well. The Neville Galmore spot is a disaster right now. I I don't know how he can be active in the playoff game, honestly, because he's giving you absolutely nothing in the run game as a pass rusher. I... I don't know, man. That's it's that's a bad that's a bad spot that the Cowboys are at at that backup defensive tackle spot. Yeah, I mean it's it's time to, to consider making him uh, inactive once Hankins comes back. Um, yeah. It's just ugly, you know. It's it's he's not giving you, you know. The, the thought was he's always had problems with kind of handling double teams, and 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 it all goes back to him basically standing up straight out of a stance, right? Yep. And like he gets, he just gets no leverage, right? And so guys will push him back like a tackling dummy uh, in practice, like a blocking sled, I mean, in, in practice. Uh, and then when it comes pass rush time, you know, he makes a play or two here or there, um, but it certainly isn't enough to warrant how poorly he's been playing the run. I, I just... Yeah, I think it's t- once Hankins comes back, you, you you kind of further divvy up his snaps between Bohana, obviously Hankins, um, and then some more to to uh, Golson. And yeah, I was gonna say just... Golson's the other one. Like it, 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 against Tampa again, we're assuming Dallas is gonna play Tampa in round one. Golson's a player that I think should play a lot, right? Because I think he can get some quick pressure, and he's long. He can get his arms up into into windows. I would just rather see Golston out there for 22 snaps rather than Gallimore. Yeah, if if I had to make two rotation, like, you know, how are we deploying these guys' changes on this defensive line, it would be time to reduce uh, uh, the number of snaps that, that, I mean, just kind of remove them that Gallimore has, has had. And I would say, let's go ahead and call it and make Golson a full-time defensive tackle. Stop putting him in defensive end. It's that's that honestly, that's when you're seeing bad snaps from Golson is when he's having to be forced to play on the edge. It just isn't working at that size for him. Let him let him play inside. Let him be a, a rotational pass rushing defensive tackle. Give you a couple snaps on rundowns because yep. he's been pretty decent there too, actually. Uh, I, I think that's those two changes will could really make a difference and a positive difference on this defensive line. Uh, one last note: I, th- I thought Deron Bland was really good again. He only gave again. up 24 yards yeah. in coverage, didn't target him very often. The Titans made it a point to kind of go away from him and Diggs. Um, I mean, he's a ball hawk. <laughs> you gotta you can't, you can't throw the ball at Deron Bland. He'll make it spicy. I I mean. It's just not a fluke anymore. Like he's not. No, it's no. a little bit like the dig situation from last year, right? He's yeah. not going to get an interception every other game. That's just not going to happen. But it's clear he's not going to be your biggest issue at no. cornerback, and that's fantastic. Yeah, and I think that's why you can feel okay about the third cornerback situation is because it's your third corner, not your second corner, right? Like it's yeah. just that le- little bit less exposure. Um, yeah, I mean, I said it last week, like, look, I think we've seen enough of the consistency that this is not like a extended streak of good play. This is not just like, you know, good luck. This is who this kid is. Like he's a good player. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I feel calm. I have a a level of expectation for Bland now, you know, like not, not, I'm not holding my breath or hoping that he continues to play like that. That's, that's the standard now for him, which is 
again, that's a great sign for a young player to, to, to be able to kind of produce a, a high level of standard that, that, you know, you start to expect him to play at. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you would download the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Check us out over on YouTube as well. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.